welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome on to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. I'm just looking at uh, the number of uh, episodes we've done up until now. This is episode number 425. Wow, uh, it's incredible. We've been going uh, just under two years and uh, yeah, 425 episodes. We continue to churn them out. Hopefully you are still enjoying them. If you haven't left us a rating or a review yet on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you did. Uh, it just really helps us grow this podcast and get in front of more people just like you and helps us grow the sports. Uh, I've been getting some phenomenal, phenomenal feedback and I'll read one of those reviews at the back end of uh, the show as well. So thank you to everyone who has left us a review. And don't forget that uh, this year, once again, we are giving away an entry into a full Ironman distance race. You get to choose the race you want to do. We pay for it. All you need to do is head over to theconaedge.com forward slash win to find out more. That's W-I-N if you'd like to get into the draw uh, to win that full Ironman entry uh, race. Go check it out. That's theconaedge.com forward slash win. You can also text the word Ironman. That's I-R-O-N-M-A-N to 44222 and I'll send you all those details. Well, today on the podcast... I get to share another incredible story of a phenomenal athlete. And uh, I just love getting feedback about the stories because I'm a huge fan of the stories. And, and I'd be interested to know which one of the segments that we do do you prefer? Do you love the, the motivation and the stories or do you like the nitty gritty of the, the individual disciplines? Uh, do be in touch, Brad, at theconaedge.com to let me know. But today I get to chat to Amy Farrell and share her story here on the Cone Edge. That's coming up on the other sides of the Coach's Corner. Today's Coach's Corner brought to you by Superfly Coaching. They've helped dozens of athletes reach Ironman Kona, the 70.3 World Championships, and even the Olympic Games. Their coaches, along with Joe Friel, have written several books on training methodologies. Their experienced coaches are uniquely qualified to recognize your skills while addressing your weaknesses. Their coaches have already helped athletes just like you reach their goals, so let them help you. Whether you're attempting to release pounds or shave off a few seconds, they're with you every step of the way. Are you interested in upping your game from acceptable to exceptional? By partnering with your passion and their experienced coaches, you can reach your full potential. Their coaching plans are like their clients, no two are alike. Once you've chosen your service level that works best for you, your coach will begin to develop your customized plan. Don't let stomach issues ruin your race. From coaching to nutritional advice, they cover it all. To discover more about Superfly Coaching, head over to theconaedge.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, if you're a coach or have a coaching business and would like to get a plug on the podcast, head over to theconaedge.com forward slash coaching. We head to upstate New York now to catch up uh, with uh, Ironman age grouper Amy Farrell. Amy, welcome onto the Kona Edge. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Amy, I'm not going to give away your age, but you have been around the sport for, for a while. You did take a bit of a, a break in the middle. You've, uh, you, you've come back into the sport. Do you feel, do you feel renewed over the, uh, for the last few years back in the sport second time around? Um, I actually feel amazing. I just turned 40 in May. Um, and I, uh, last week, I won Ironman Lake Placid and uh, PR'd by, I think, 23 minutes wow. on the course. Um, 
from when I was a, a youngster, from when I raced as a, I think I was 23 or 24. So I'm definitely feeling renewed. It's only it's only triathletes who celebrate uh, birthdays because it's new new age group. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't feel forty, I'm sure. I've also, funnily enough, just uh, turned forty. You don't feel it at all. Um, really, I don't. Uh, I had um when I got back into Ironman in 2013. 2013, 2014, I felt really good. Then by 2015, I was pretty worn out. Um, so last year I took the year off from Ironman until the end of the season when I did Ironman North Carolina and I took most of the season relatively easy. I ended up racing a lot more than I thought I would have, but, um, training was not, not too crazy. I, I kind of had to dial it back. And I think that's probably why I feel so good this year. And sometimes it's good to to take a bit of a break like that. It's funny you say that because I've actually just done it. I've taken a year and, and now I'm ready to get back into it. I'm like, you know what? I've been running. I've been messing around, but no no hardcore sort of stuff. And sometimes you need to just take a step back and, and realize what you've actually got and how much you do actually appreciate and love what you do. Yes, yes. And that that was it last year. Um, a lot of the, the previous years I was putting in a lot of volume and – I train on pure alone pretty much. Um, so swimming and cycling, I'm almost always by myself. And then I have three dogs that I run with, but I'm um, that got kind of exhausting. So doing all these races that I had kind of put on the back burner for a few years was really fun. And, and racing myself into shape for North Carolina was, was kind of what I did. Um, and, and it really worked. I really am excited about triathlon this year. I'm, I'm excited going into Kona. I don't feel feel fried after Lake Placid. I'm feeling ready to go. You've got quite an interesting sort of background in the sport. If if we can take a, a step back, and your your first introduction into Ironman was, uh, I think, I believe it was in the early two thousands, where where you you had a, a couple of experiences on Kona and. and probably not not the best if you if you look back and then life got in the way you ended up having having a, a daughter and uh, got busy as a mom but uh, you've managed uh, to to redeem yourself on the big island haven't you yes um that was when i got back into it in in 2012 um i had i had taken a break because we just bought a motel and um so my my summers were full uh cleaning motel rooms and and helping guests but um my first Ironman was Kona 2000, and I got blown off my bike there, um, blown across the road, and I still have some good scars from that. And then the next year, I DNF'd. So that was 2001. So it was 12 years of thinking about that race before I went back to redeem myself. And um, I think over the course of, of 2013 and 14, I really did. It's incredible. I always ask athletes if they once they've raced on the Big Island, do they feel like they have unfinished business? But after those two, two sort of, I mean, you, you literally, and that's when people say we we blew the bike. You literally got blown off the bike, and and the DNF. Yeah. It must have been tough. Uh, sort of like I said, life gets in the way, and things things happen, and and timing's not right. Stewing on that for twelve years must have been pretty hard. Yeah, um, I, I did some others that, you know, I'm a, a teacher and a coach. Um, and I started running again pretty seriously in, in 2007. And uh, I just missed the Olympic trials qualifier time by a minute twice in that year. And I, I really tore my body up 
trying to do marathons. And so that was how I gradually made my way back to, um, the triathlon. It was where my body was happiest and, and uninjured. So, yeah, but it was, it was a few years where I was just running around with a baby jogger and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, having fun with, with my daughter and my husband and our dogs and working like a dog. So (laughs) it's, Good to be back. I'm sure. <laughs> T- tell me about your introduction. Where where did your your sort of introduction to to triathlon happen? When when was that, and how did it how did it happen? Um, I grew up. Uh, I I a runner pretty much. I did swimming in high school, and there was um there was a local family. One of their sons became a pro do athlete, and um just they were coaches in the area, and just just talking to them gave me the idea in high school that eventually I wanted to be a triathlete. I also always loved watching Ironman Hawaii on TV um, and was uh, astounded at one of one of the years when they were showing what Paula Newby Frazier ate in a day. And it was like a crazy amount of pizza. And um, anyone that follows my social media knows I really love pizza. <laughs> and uh, I don't know that that sort of hooked me in. And so in college, I was I was a, a decent runner. I qualified for nationals um, my senior year in the 1,500 and 3,000, but I really felt athletically like I had some unfinished business, so I wanted to, to move on to triathlon. Did you always and, know you wanted to do the long stuff? Um, no, not, not really, but then once I realized how fast you had to be as a swimmer to do uh, Olympic distance – um i gravitated toward toward the long stuff what what is it about ironman and and the the sort of i know there's lots of non-branded ironman races challenge family doing some great things as well but there's something special about the ironman events for you in your mind what what is it um i it's funny because i've only done done three different races at for ironmans i've done kona um four and a half times and Lake Placid four times now and Ironman North Carolina. And the big thing for me is um, the community surrounding Kona and Lake Placid. I know them so well. Um, And Lake Placid is really fresh for me. It's, it's been in Lake Placid for 19 years and I think I've seen all of the races. Um, But the community really loves the race and you know, no matter who the owner of the MDOT is, these people, the volunteers still come out, and um, they really love love supporting the athletes and uh, and the energy in the in those communities is is pretty unbeatable. You've you've been to to Kona, like you say, four four and a half times. You've you've had quite a few experiences there. You, you know what it takes to qualify and now to race on the island as well. What's the secret to to qualifying for for the world champs as an age grouper? Um, for me, I I think the biggest thing that I've realized over the last few years is is this is something that we get to do instead of have to do. I talk to so many triathletes who really seem to to dread the work and dread the race. But um, I've also had some friends um, and an athlete that I coach pass away. And I just realized how grateful I am to get to do this. Um, And that that triathlon is our fun thing and not taking it so seriously. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think there's there's lots of people around the sport. I mean, I know a, a guy here back home who who's who's struggling with cancer at the moment, and he's a he's an Ironman. I mean, he did Ironman in South Africa early this year during a, a course of chemo. Uh, I mean, the guy's a, wow. a, a, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy, just really inspirational, and and going through a pretty rough time of it. And and you, and you look at someone like that, and and you realize, you know what? It's like you say, yes, there's hard work that goes into this thing, but it's a choice. You're not you're not. It's not a life sentence, and 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 we do it because we we love doing it not because we have to and, and are getting paid to do it as professionals for instance and you have to make a living it's a it's a, it's a huge mindset shift when you when you make that mindset shift that the, the work almost becomes a bit easier yes definitely um and i was just reading one of my one of my teammates for core sports just posted something about how she was just having an awful day of training and she saw the sign and it and it basically reminded her of the have to versus get to and it and it totally changes your attitude so um the other thing with me is i just you know do whatever i can to make it work so with motel running a motel here if i don't have someone to help me clean there were days last year where i would do three hours on the bike get off and clean rooms for a few hours get back on the bike and uh and then run off the bike so my day was super long um but i made it work so because the ra- racing part is is you know fun and and you want to do your best when you're out there. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, race day is a celebration and and uh, a sort of reward for the hard work you've put in, essentially. But let's talk about the balance and uh, and sort of keeping life going. You sound like you've got a, a pretty busy lifestyle. You've got a teenage daughter and uh, a family to take care of. You've got dogs. Tell tell me how you get that balance right. Is it a case of simply just planning and and working that plan? Yeah. Um, and, and being flexible when the plan doesn't, doesn't go well. Um, up here training alone, there are some days where I just don't, I want to be able to be here when my daughter wakes up in the morning and I've got a six hour ride. So I'll be on the trainer, um, just so I'm here. Otherwise I'm, I'm three hours from home and I'm feeling low and it's really hard to get back. Um, but but definitely the family comes first and and whatever i can get done i i'm i'm advancing myself somehow um but i've managed to to figure it all out so i can i can get all the work done and and hopefully still have fun how do you stay motivated uh, i mean it's it's one thing if you've got a, a crew that you're training with and you know you need to wake up at five or four thirty and they're going to there's four or five people waiting on, on the street corner and and, and you're going to head out on the bike but when you're doing it on your own when the alarm clock goes off it's so easy to hit the snooze button and and roll over what keeps you motivated and getting up in the mornings uh that's a great question um i don't know i i just love going out and seeing seeing what i can do um, and with Ironman Lake Placid, that wasn't on my schedule all year. That was kind of a late minute ad, but, um, I love to have my family at races and I had just done Ironman Syracuse and it was, it was close enough that my parents and my sisters and nieces and nephews could be there. And so Lake Placid was kind of, uh, I, I thought I could perform well, but I really wanted to get the family out here, um, up here in the mountains and have a little bit of uh, a reunion. Um, so, but really, I just, I really enjoy seeing how much better I can get. And especially at 40, this year's been been so much fun because I did Boston and, uh, and broke three and it felt so much easier than last year. Um, 
Lake Placid and, and Syracuse 70.3 just felt good. And it's, it's fun working with my coach and seeing how much he's changed. He's his program has evolved um, and where it's going to get me. So I, I think those are big motivators. I also have this, this dog that will run all day with me and she <laughs> loves half marathon pace, <laughs> marathon pace. So, so that helps. She, as soon as I grab a pair of running shorts or socks, the dog goes crazy until I'm out the door. So that's cool. What, what, what dog is it? Um, her name is Freckles and she's a German short haired pointer mixed with a Brittany Spaniel. Um, and she's just phenomenal. She could go all day. That is brilliant. Tell me a little bit about the, the preparation and how you've changed things up from the early 2000s and those those sort of failed attempts at Kona and, and racing the big island now. Have you changed a lot from your, your sort of training philosophy and how you do things? Um, mm, not really. I think my, my training has uh, – I, I always, I've always worked with a coach. Um, I think there were a couple of years when I – in the late two thousands where I was coaching myself in terms in the marathon. Um, but I've always worked with a coach. Um, and I've all, I'm, I'm someone that likes to gather information and opinions from a, a lot of different people. Um, so I, I just like to learn and ask a lot of questions. Um, I, sometimes they're newbie questions, even though I've been around the sport for 17 or 18 years. Um, but I just working hard fueling, uh, I don't obsess over weight or anything like that. I, I eat well, I eat healthy, but I also try and balance it out, you know, and, and not restrict myself. So I don't know how my approach has really changed. It's kind of always been pretty balanced. Is there anything you, you're struggling with now or really working hard to get better at? Um, I think just I have a little arthritis in one of my knees and, you know, so I'm just trying to work on strength and uh, so I'm I'm able to continue this for however long I want. And it seems to be working. Let's talk about <laughs> age grouping up and the, the, the sort of process. When you, people, people think when you hit 40, you're going to start slowing down. For some people, it does start in, in this age group. For some, it's the next one. For some, it's in, in the early 50s. But it's going to come. Uh, you you mentioned you're running you're running PRs now a, a sub three at Boston which is fantastic. I mean you you you're quicker than you were in your in your twenties which is brilliant. The the balance of of working harder to get faster and or working harder to maintain is is that something that you've started thinking about? Yeah, big time. Um, when I won my age group at Kona in 2014, I was I was still feeling pretty spry, and then uh, 2015 when I was 38 it hit. And, um, so I have, you know, added stuff like strength and paid more attention to, to stuff like protein. I've always been, you know, eating a lot of vegetables and things like that, but just recovery nutrition is super important. Um, more than it used to be, uh, actually sitting down. So I have, I have a pair of, uh, I call them Fomatex. Um, you know, the recovery boots that mm -hmm. I, I make self use for 30 minutes a day. So I, I do sit down, but, uh, yeah, sleep has never been a, a big thing for me. I'm not just not good at it. So, uh, I wish I could improve there, but the other stuff, 
Got to stay on top of things that you never had to in your 20s. Yeah, exactly. Generally, sleep-wise, how many hours would you get on average a night? Uh, probably f- six to seven. Five and a half to seven. On a good night. <laughs> Amy, tell me a little bit about the, the sort of approach to, to, to racing. I mean, how many do you reckon? I mean, you, you mentioned you raced Boston this year. You've, you've done uh, like Placid. How, how many big A races would you technically have in a, in a year? How many would you, would you aim towards? Well, uh, probably too big. Um, so this year I'm doing, I did sit, I did Boston, then Syracuse 70.3, um, Lake Placid, and then I'll do uh, probably Lake Placid 70.3 in early September, and then Kona. So I don't race a lot. Um, just, you know, where we are, it's we're far away from, from a, it's three hours from an airport, so it's just not easy to travel to a lot of races, so... Last year it was more races, but the only A race was Ironman North Carolina. And as far as looking back at your triathlon career, is what are you what are you most proud of? If 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 this was it, you Kona this year is your last one. You're not racing again. What what would you say has been your your sort of biggest achievement today? Um. Oh, I think it was just last week. Um. Sure. I my Ironman PR was um, from a, a good wind day at Kona in 2013, and I broke that by four minutes on an extremely challenging course. Um, I wanted to break 10 hours at Placid, but I hadn't put in the kind of bike volume that I usually would, so I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was just a perfect day, and and everything worked out, and I felt wonderful. Um, except for the part where I had to stop and slice my sneakers open because my feet were being pinched. But uh, I would say that or, or winning my age group in Kona in 2014 because that that's a lifelong goal, um, and, and that was pretty special. I wanted to ask you about that. The, coming back, and, and we mentioned the redemption, and I said you race well, but you're, you're an Ironman age group world champion, and, and that's got a nice ring to it. It's, uh, what's left to achieve once, you, once you've got that? What's the... What's the the sort of attraction to keep going back uh to see if i can do it again <laughs> you know i went back the next year and had a, a horrible race and the only reason i held it together was my daughter was at the finish line in 2015 i'm sure if she if she wasn't there it would have been a much longer day um but uh but that's it i just you know coming across that line before everybody else in my age group was in the world was uh was pretty special so i'd like to do that again how you how are you feeling in, in i mean it's still a, a few months out to to 2017's kona but how are you feeling from a build-up perspective are you feeling pretty confident that you can do it obviously you're in a, in a new age group so the odds are are i don't want to say stacked in your favor but they're a lot better than when you're at the back end of an age group so uh you, you must be feeling pretty good going into into kona 2017 yeah i'm pretty excited um my coach has just come up with some new stuff this year that that I feel like is knocking my run out of the park. Um, and cycling, I'm just putting in the hours and, and getting those watts up. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to get to Kona. I it's nice because a lot of my teammates from Core Sports and my um, the team that I'm on uh, high performance training, we've got a lot of teammates going. So 
it's nice to to go have a reunion with with people around the world there if i say the word kona what do you think Hmm. (laughs) um magical when you look at at people's pictures on a leaky drive you see it in their faces your posture changes it's the just coming down that shoot with all those people after such a long hard day it's so hot and it suddenly it's not hot anymore um that's that's pretty awesome pretty magical as far as the, the the sort of show that Kona is, obviously there's lots of side shows that happen uh, during that week. How how involved do you get? Do you, are you one of those people that really soak all of that up, or do you like putting yourself into a bit of a quiet corner and and you know what? It's it's race week, and and I'm here to race. I'm not here to to run down wherever in my underpants. That's uh, are, are you one of those people who really just sort of zones in on on race day? Um, I'm kind of, I kind of balance it. Our team likes the underpants run. Um, so core sports has had a pretty good, but otherwise I don't spend a lot of time in the expo. Um, I kind we usually stay at the end of a and, uh, I'm, I'm pretty chill race week. Yeah. Someone going to Kona for the very first time, someone who's qualified, what advice would you give them heading, heading onto the big island? Stay cool. Um, that's it. I just, during the, the last few races that I've done, the first year that I went back in 2013, I wore a white t-shirt for the run and I should have worn it for the bike too, but I kept it wet the whole time and it totally helped. Um, so I, I tend to stay covered up racing and, uh, lots of ice, lots of water over my head. Um, and it followed your nutrition plan. You need to eat, you need to drink, or you're not going to survive. Amy, if you could go back and talk to 20-year-olds, Amy, and uh, t- tell her and, and speak to her knowing what you know now, what would, what would you tell yourself and what would you – is there anything you'd do differently, anything you would change? Um, not really. It's, you know, I, I didn't – I think I kind of planned to keep on – I kind of planned to keep going with triathlon through my twenties. Uh, but I, I feel like I'm more grateful, um, now because of the way that it went and, and being away from the sport, I really appreciate the, the communities that I'm involved in now where maybe I wouldn't have then. Um, and, uh, I would have told that in that girl on the queen K at mile 30 and, 2002 to finish the race or 2001 to finish the damn race is that a a big regret for you in in that race calling it quits not huge for a while it was um but uh but i've gone back and i i think i've redeemed myself i just felt bad because i had people out there supporting me that had had spent a lot of money to come watch and and that was a bummer let's talk but i figured it out yeah Let's talk newbies. We've got quite a few people that listen to this podcast that are just starting out in the sport. The, a lot of people rush into, into running or into the big ones, into Ironman, and, and not really work their way through the sprint, Olympic, and, and half. What, what advice would you give to out-and-out newbies? Do you think, you know what, if you want to do an Ironman, go for it straight up? Um, 
some people do it. Um, <laughs> my athletes, have, you know, the ones that I just, I just coached a couple of first time iron men and women and, uh, they went through a progression before they were ready. It's different for everybody. Some people sign up for Ironman and then go do one sprint race and then do the Ironman. Um, so I think it's kind of personal preference and and how how crazy you are. <laughs> what are you trying to say? My first first triathlon I ever ever entered was an Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my first triathlon I did was a was a Kona qualifier. So. Um, I think I'm one of those crazy <laughs> <laughs> all in. I love it. I love it. That 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 do you do you think that's what it takes to to do this? You have to be all in. You especially if you want to be good at it, you you can't sort of just dip your toe in the water and expect to 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 get the results and and qualify for Kona and and possibly get podiums. You you have to really commit. Um and if you want to if you want to do it well mm. and not feel a lot of pain, then I you got to do all the disciplines. You you got to kind of follow a plan. Um, because for, for Kona, for Ironman haphazard training is, is going to leave you, uh, feeling more pain on the day of the race, I think, and not enjoying it as much. Absolutely. Well, Amy, it's been great catching up. Thanks for your time today on the Kona. I look forward to, to delving into the individual disciplines, but we'll, we'll save that for another day. Thanks for your time today. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much to Amy for sharing her story here on uh, The Cone Edge. And uh, be sure to listen out next week when we chat a little bit more to Amy about her swim here on the podcast. And I mentioned at the top of the show your chance to win an Ironman entry. All you need to do is text the word Ironman to 44222 and I'll send you the details on how you can get in the draw. But it does involve leaving us a review and a rating on iTunes. And uh, we got one in from Husia Try in the United States. And great podcast, very helpful, giving us five stars, saying I've truly enjoyed listening to the Kona Edge during my daily commute as I train for my very first Ironman in November. The variety of lengths and topics of each podcast really hits the mark. Nice work, Brad. Keep it up. That's from Zach in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, Zach, thank you very much uh, for that review. It is hugely appreciated. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you're in the draw. Best of luck for that first one in November. And who knows, we could be paying for it because uh, you've got your name in that draw. If you'd like to find out more, the URL to get to is uh, theconaedge.com forward slash win. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for The Kona Edge. Yeah.